Hello, all, and welcome to episode 103 of the Man to Man Show, the NBA show. You all already know what it is. That's why you're here. That's why you're here to enjoy it. Uh, before we get into everything, because a lot has happened, trade deadline, some records being broken, a lot of fun stuff, and sometimes the dog days of the NBA. But before we get into all that, I got to talk to you all about the Patreon supporters that help make this show happen every week. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a monthly subscription service. You throw us a few bucks every month. And it allows us to keep doing the things we do. We, uh, without that money, we really can't keep doing this and supporting you guys. So please, if you love the show, if you even like the show, if you like us, go ahead and check out those links in our bio. Sign up, send us a few dollars if you can, whatever you can spare. We really appreciate it more than you know. If you are a Patreon supporter, you get a lot of things. You don't just support us. You get you help yourself out. You get some exclusive merch drops, some behind-the-scenes looks. And just genuinely know the product and the podcast better than people that aren't. And uh, we really appreciate everybody who signs up. So go ahead and give it a look on any of our social medias at Man to Man Podcast. And uh, hope to see you in the Patreon supporters list very, very soon. And now with our Patreon supporters out of the way, I'd like to welcome everybody back. The three of us are back together. And it is my fault we were not together last week. And I have to apologize for that. Um, if, if anybody want, really wants to know, I was in a, a casino up in the mountains of North Carolina losing a lot of money. So that's on me, boys. I'm sorry about that, but it's good to see you, Hoop, Andy. And I hope you all are feeling feeling good and ready to get some good NBA talk out the way. JP, real quick, dude. Welcome back. Did you listen to the episode last week? It's cool. To, it's cool. It's not, dude. You know, I listened to the, to the first half of it. I did. All right. So we just didn't know where you were. Yeah, no, I was sending y'all texts. I was telling this to Hoop earlier, and they were not going through. I had no idea until I checked our group message like a week later, and I was like, oh, shit, they had no idea where I was. I, I Y'all thought I just fell off the side of the earth. Yeah, MIA till Sunday, and we didn't know <laughs> yeah. if you were in Miami. I said, no way, I, JP's in Miami, dude. I should have been. I, I was been. reading that message, and yeah. I was, I will say, I was very intoxicated at the, the moment in time when I read that, and I said, I read it as in MIA, as in Miami. And I was like, well, <laughs> what the fuck love, is this guy doing in Miami? <laughs> I would love to see you, like, just read that message, Liam. Because, I would, I was, I, you know, I don't even know where you read the message at, <laughs> but I would just love to look at some guy at the bar reading a message from one of his boys that thinks he's in Miami, but he's actually MIA. It's like. <clears throat> yeah, here, here. Well, let's just, let's, just, let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it right here. So, because I, I got to pull it up. So, Andy, you text. You guys want to rock an episode tomorrow again. Saturdays yeah. are probably better for me anyways. For anybody that doesn't know, we've been recording on Sundays up until recently. And today is a Sunday. I said, I will be MIA until Sunday night. So up to y'all. Which I can see how if you were a little intoxicated, that would seem like it said Miami. I can see that. <laughs> so then Andy said, Hoop, let me know your thoughts. Liam said, yeah, tomorrow works for me. And he said, word, JP, you cool with us rocking one without you, soldier. And then I said, absolutely, boys, go for it. But I have the evidence. It did not deliver. Yeah, we didn't know if yeah. you were like pissed with you. No, you know, no, no. I was fine you. with it. I I sent it in the casino. I had no idea it didn't go through until like the next texts were sent in that, which was days later. So that's okay. on me, boys. That's on me. No, you're all good, man. I mean, oh, well, we we were glad. Sounds like you lost some yeah. money too. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's kind of on uh, you as a whole. Four hundred eighty dollars that I will never ever see again. Going to Cherokee's Hera Casino because blackjack wow. is some bullshit. It's hard, bro, and they do it fast too. They That's do. what I've seen. We had this one dealer, man. He was going at Mach 6. I, I I play blackjack. I understand it. I could not keep up. And so next thing I know, I'm like $45 in the hole. And, yeah. and, I, haven't even, and I haven't even taken a sip of my drink. It was <laughs> Damn, frustrating. JP. Yeah, Damn, it was, bro. It was, it was a pisser. Well, Black welcome Black. to the club, man. Welcome to the yep. club. And, but if you're listening to this, you should still listen to our bets. We're, we're very good gamblers. We gamble responsibly all the time. I'm going to uh, take my name out of this one. I'm going to take my <laughs> 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 uh, you, you don't want that title. Betters, man. You got. I've, I'm nuking left and right, man. I can't find one. I I, I can't find a miss a missile to hit Korea, dog. <laughs> North Korea. That is North Korea. Good call. All right. Well, speaking of betting, it, it is Super Bowl Sunday. By the time this is dropped, it will be the Super Bowl Monday. So we will. Every you all listening will already know who won, most likely. Uh, however, we do not. So we're going to give you some quick predictions. Uh, my, I'm working on a little article that'll be up soon. 
So again, it'll be outdated by JP. You right? Still, yeah, I'm right. I got me and a couple, a couple other, a couple mercenaries writing for me. We 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 got a little something cooking up, and I won't give it all away. But I will say my prediction for the game is Rams 27, Bengals 24. Uh, I, like I just I think, don't. I, that's too many points. I think it's gonna be like nine six at half or something. I mean, I like the I like the Rams. I think the Rams. It's either gonna go two ways. The Rams is, are going to score a lot of points, and then it's it could be close. And both teams, if it goes up and, and like you, I mean, I, I I could see it being like a 40, 35 game. But if not, it's gonna be you know the Rams in a blowout. I think the Rams are going to put up points. It's if the Bengals can, can keep up. So I could see it going that way, or I don't know about your, your take over this low scoring game. I think it, I just don't think first quarter. I I think honestly, I don't think there's any pressure for Joe Burr as much pressure as uh, that's put on Matthew Stafford right now. That dude has to win this game. Same with the others, you know, vets that are on that team. Joe Burr just walking in like another game, dude, they're going to win it. Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. And then we're all going to look I, at each other. I, I told gonna, you, though, I, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I'm done with watching. They're the going to win the Super Bowl. Like, I guarantee that. They are going I'm to done win with, the Super Bowl. It's too much pressure. It's watching. way too much pressure, bro. And then once they get down, their fans are going to boo them, and then they're just going to be they're gonna be shitted out the bed for the rest of the game. Joe Burr is shysty. <laughs> veneers, veneers Joe Burr. It's a stud. They're going to win, dude. That's my prediction. Uh, I don't think so. Um, can we just get the, 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 the bets though, out of the way for this game over under, uh, three minutes national anthem, uh, uh the national anthem, it's the over under is actually 99 and a half seconds. So just a, a little bit over a minute. And oh, a half. wow. Who's and I'm it? taking, it's a country singer. I, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but she, the, her, the last time she sang the national anthem and it was nationally televised, she clocked in at like 86. She was rolling. And I, and I, so I'm taking I'm the under? under, I'm taking, the, taking under. the under. Okay, I can't find that on FanDuel or anything. They don't have that on FanDuel. I don't know what you're betting on. Yeah, I got an I, a DraftKings. I don't even know if I'll be able to bet it, but I did look it up because Gatorade color, Gatorade color, and um, yeah, that's it. Gatorade color, and then uh, touchback on the on the kickoff. No touchback. Color's gonna be orange. Those are nice. I like. I mean, what about the coin flip? I think that's another really highly bet. tails. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's gonna be tails. I wow, JP, I, I feel like I'm fading all of those tails. Hey. I have been heads my entire life. I have never diverted. I've every time anybody's ever asked me to flip a coin, I've always said heads. Well, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the Rams that get to call it, and the Rams have taken tails. I think all this whole uh, postseason and the last like six, I think Super Bowls, it's been tails. So I guess technically it should be heads or something if you're looking at. But that's great, man. I'm gonna ride with tails. I think. That's great, man. I'll see y'all at the uh, outside the bank when we're just sitting outside the bank. We're not going in, but I'll see you outside. We're gonna be begging outside the damn bank. Yeah, might do some All weird right. shit. All right. Well, that's enough NFL. Let's get into the NBA because it was a big week in the NBA, including one of everybody's favorite days, the trade deadline. Now, the trade deadline was about four days ago at this point, so the NBA media has talked about it. An immense amount, but so we're going to run through some of the big ones, leave some of the little ones for the other people to talk about. But the biggest trade of the year by far and of the last few years has definitely been James Harden and Paul Millsap to the 76ers for Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, and two first rounders going back to the Brooklyn Nets. It was a trade that, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. James Harden went from, you know, possibly wanting out, wanting to not wanting to negotiate to being fully, I want out of here immediately which is the second time he's done that in two straight teams. And uh, it's, it was ugly. It was something that I think Brooklyn, that split up's not going to be great. Uh, but Philly's pretty happy where they got back. And I truly do think this is a pretty good trade for both sides. Got to shout out Daryl Morey for Ben Simmons, whose market has never been lower. You got James Harden, who is a top 10 offensive player in NBA history. It's pretty damn impressive. Um, it's been talked about ad nauseum already, like I said, uh, you know, I just want y'all's quick takes on it because I think it, like any other trade in the history of the world, we will never know how good it is for another month's years. But in the with a little time of reflection, about four days, what do y'all think? I'll send it to. Yeah, I think so. I, I mentioned this last week. I think we kind of mentioned that you that James Harden didn't come out and say he wanted a trade for whatever reason. I know he didn't want to like upset the fans and get a bad rep in his name. So he didn't even you know request a trade 
in the first place. But I said last week basically was if he hadn't shot it down and came out and said, I don't want to be traded, there was something going to be in the works that was going to happen. And I guess to answer your question, I think the both teams did win. I don't know if you can say the Nets lost. Um, I think in the shortcomings they did because you don't know about Ben Simmons and how is he going to play right after the all-star break. I know there's some talks about him you know, getting back into into the rhythm and getting them, you know, healthy mentally and physically back to, you know, NBA shape. So I would say in the short term, I think the 76ers, James Harden, I know he's been battling the hamstring or whatever, but they're going to be, you know, cooking. And they already got Joel Embiid playing at the MVP level. I think that is a perfect fit for James Harden to go play with a big. Um, Obviously, he can dominate the ball. And if if not, then he can just, you know, dump it into Joel and let him do his thing. But for me, I don't know. I I I think it's a you know win-win for both teams in the in the big picture. Obviously, you gotta wait, you know, and see what those draft picks kind of produce. But I think there was gonna be a deal done no matter what. And we saw it and it's we can now stop talking about the trading for Ben Simmons. It's done and I like it. I think it was the, the trade that was going to happen all along, it just took some some time to figure out the little pieces and who was going to be a part of that trade package. So for yeah. me, I'm, I'm 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 with it. Yeah, a lot of trades happened. I didn't think it. I didn't think it was going to happen. But Daryl Morey just wanted James Harden. It's going to be I don't know interesting pick. See what he does. I I want to just talk about everything else. Dante uh, Divincenzo to the Kings. You know the Pacers picked up. Um, Halliburton, Halliburton was pretty upset by that. Said he loved the Kings and didn't want to leave. Um, hey, well, it's Buddy Hield. Liam, you're saying we're going to drop Buddy. Pace is going to drop Buddy for cap space. Um, something with Rubio. We, I guess we didn't get Rubio, but uh, talk about the Bucks real quick. Sergi Baca to the Bucks. I think he's got a back problem too, but uh, bet on the Bucks to come out in the East because when they're going to be facing the Sixers or the Nets, I mean, you got Joel Embiid guarding Giannis. I, no one's, I don't think anybody's going to, Garden Sergi Baca. Just they just need another big down there. So great pick, uh, great trade. Although I do like Dante Divincenzo. I thought he felt fit well, very well for that team. So I didn't. I don't understand why he went to the Kings. I guess along with Sabonis, Kristaps uh, to the Wizards. Kristaps uh, is a unicorn. One guy said on the TV is a unicorn because you barely see him. No one knows really what Kristaps is doing. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, man. Hungover shit. Um, and then who else? Montrez to the, the Hornets, which is gonna be pretty sick to see. That whole team is just swagger. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be looking forward to to watching the Hornets. But yeah, I, those are kind of the big ones that that happened, right? I mean, we, we can talk about the paces, but no one really cares. Um, ben Simmons, he's not ready. I don't. I, I still don't think. I don't believe in that team. And by the way, those three guys played 16 games throughout two seasons. The whole team is trash. On top of that, the most entertaining we posted on Instagram was the uh, the NBA All Star Draft, right? What is K- I don't get KD's vibe. I think it's funny, but uh, I-, I don't get it. And um, I'm just gonna resonate onto the floor. They don't know what they're doing over there, so I, I don't know what Nets definitely won the trade, but uh, I don't see either of these teams coming out of the East. And so that's kind of why I kind of wanted to shout out what the Bucks did right there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit more about the All-Star draft and all that stuff later on. But, yeah, Andy, you pretty much touched on all of them. The uh, the only other trade I want to talk about that happened – didn't happen – I mean, happened at the deadline, but it was a little bit before – was uh, Karis LeBert to the Cavs for uh, Ricky Rubio and, and a decent amount of picks. Okay, so, yeah, that did happen. But Rubio's not playing in the – I don't know. No, Rubio's not – he's done for the year. Uh, he's, he's not going to play. Most likely won't ever play for the Pacers. They'll probably just, you know, take on the, the contract and the picks and – Probably end up just either waving him or signing him and trading him again when it's because he's an on and expiring. Um, but yeah, Karis LeVert to the Cavs, I think, is really interesting. It's a um, it's a move that you know it, it doesn't seem like it's super necessary, but the Cavs did need more wing scoring and just a guy who can handle the bar, which Karis LeVert can. But you don't really want to spoil a good thing. And this is the this Cleveland roster is awesome. They are so fun to watch. And you throw in Karis LeVert in there, who's a guy who I love. Karis LeVert, he's a great player. But he's a little ball heavy, which I think is part of the reason the Pacers wanted to get rid of him because he's tough to build a team around. But can you insert him in something that's already good? Maybe. We'll see. He's uh, I think the Cavs have 
have shown that they are here to stay. This is not a fluke that they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a team that's tough to beat in a seven game series. So I'm excited to watch that one, but yeah. And then seeing Tyrese Halliburton, if you're the Sacramento Kings, man, and you have a player who wants to be in Sacramento, I don't care what the rest of the roster looks like. How do you not hold on to that guy? Tyrese Halliburton wanted to be in Sacramento. He wanted to build something. People don't want to play for the Kings and he did. And then they tripped him off. Or Sabonis, who's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't get that play at all. I think that was the the biggest head shaking one. I'm glad that the Pacers got Halliburton because he's going to be a stud in the league. I mean, we've already seen kind of the making of possibly a superstar. And he kind of reminds me of it, this trade really reminds me of the Sabonis trade uh, with Victor Oladipo getting those two in from the Thunder. So I think it's kind of the Pacers are kind of known to do this in terms of getting you know, the younger version of them and making them into a superstar. And Halliburton is that perfect piece. And I'm excited as a Pacers fan, but at the same time, I think he's a little salty in in the terms of like, that was my team. Like we we saw some interviews. and He definitely doesn't want to be there. Say that. And, but he he's going to be, I mean, the Pacers are going to treat him well. I think that's the biggest thing. And that's what he'll learn to love playing for the Pacers organization because from top to bottom, I mean, it's a small market, but the fans are great. We come out and see their games every night um, and stuff like that. But it is a rebuild for the Pacers. But at the end of the day, it is kind of, I for me, it's sad to see Sabonis go because I that was probably one of my favorite besides Vic when he was here um, player. And obviously he was our best player since Vic left. But I mean, for the, for the Kings, that's, I mean, that's a good pickup. I think that, you get a good player and, and some bonus, but I don't know. I think it's the Pacers are kind of in that rebuild situation. And like Andy was mentioned, we're not going to keep Buddy. I think Buddy will, will leave. Um, and then obviously Rubio, I mean, on expiring, we won't pick that back up. But I want to do mention about Karis LeVert because Karis LeVert, I think – for you, JP, you mentioned he is a ball-heavy guy, but for the Cavaliers, a younger team, they kind of need a, a veteran-ish person to, you know, kind of control the offense at times. We need somebody to go out and get a bucket. Um, if down, you know, you're down 10 points or whatever, what do you do? You give it to Karis LeVert and kind of let him make his magic. Um, in terms of, like, playing alongside – Darius Garland, I don't know if that's going to work because they're both kind of ball-heavy guys right now, and they're both showing out. So I don't know. I like it for for the Cavs. It kind of gives them another, you know, bench depth guy to just, you know, like you said, be here for for the long run. But I don't know. We'll see how everything shakes out. I guess that's kind of really the main thing is you got to just sit and wait and see how these trades actually unfold and stuff like that. But. Agreed. Agreed. And like, like we talked about a few weeks ago, at the other day, the teams that win the championship most often don't make trades at the deadline because they don't have to. So we'll see. I, I, there are some contenders that made some trades, which is, which is a little, a little out there. I mean, shout I, out. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say teams before that made you go trades, on. Yeah. Go ahead. Quick shout out to Aaron holiday. Great, great pickup for the Suns. <laughs> Big baser guy, I feel you. All right, yeah, good enough. I mean, th- there's a lot of playoff teams that made that made moves. So, but I mean, even the Suns, they, like very small moves, but they still made moves. I don't know if they're going to be rotation guys, like like Andy was talking about, but it, it teams teams were willing to to move some some pieces around, which I think is going to be seen for a while now, just because with how much the the cap's going to jump and everything. Teams are willing to make some moves, but are you y'all mind if I? Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Are, I was going to say before we are we are we surprised that the Lakers didn't make a move is that I think that was the biggest surprise that I saw besides the Porzingis trade that kind of went through my timeline. It was kind of out of the blue. Um, but are we surprised that the Lakers didn't make any moves or even like, not even like maybe not even trading like Russell Westbrook, maybe that wasn't it, but even like just make another piece that they could have gotten. They made zero moves. And I feel like that's almost uncharacteristic for the Lakers at least yeah. where they are now. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I thought they would try to do something. The problem is, is like, who, who are their best tradable assets right now? Or Their best tradable assets are their young guys on these small contracts who have actually been playing really well for them, like their Malik Monks, their Austin Reeves. Those are their best tradable assets right now. And they're not going to move those guys because then no matter what, it's a lateral move. So who are their other assets? 
Russ, nobody is trading for Russell Westbrook right now. It's just not happening. He, he, the dude's going to make $48 million next year. Right. Nobody wants that on the books. Who else is it? Kent Bazemore? Not interested. LeBron and AD aren't going anywhere. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, there's a, they just don't have the assets. So when they talk about looking in the buyout market, that's kind of all they got. Somebody's going to get waived, and they're going to try to go get somebody else who gets bought out. I'm not horribly surprised by it. I thought they'd try to do something, but when you look at the roster makeup they currently have, I don't know who would have been moved. Why don't you explain the buyout market for people that don't know what that is? Yeah, so basically what's about to happen is with all these trades and everything, guys are going to end up on teams that don't really want them to play for them. The reason they took them on, it was for what they call cap relief or be, or to bring on some picks. And basically what teams are going to do is they're going to be like, look, we don't actually want you on this roster. They, you don't want to be on this roster. So we're going to buy you out on this certain amount of whatever's left on your contract. Sometimes it's everything. Sometimes it's half of it. And when that happens, those players go back into the waiver wire. So then there's an order of teams, typically, basically kind of from like worst to best. And also that has to do with how many draft picks you have. There's a lot of things that go into it. And they all get a chance to sign these players in a row for a specific amount of money. That's the buy. That's the buyout slash buy-in market. What the Lakers are going to do is they're going to wait for all these guys to get bought out. And then they're going to go through all those free agents and anybody else who's not playing right now. And they're going to try to sign guys off of that market who they may need. That market is typically veteran guys who got moved, who don't want to play for that specific team, younger guys who haven't played at all during the season. And also just kind of like some random guys, like uh, every once in a while, like a few years ago, Trevor Ariza was on the, the buy-in just because he, he got traded, didn't want to play for that team. Trevor Ariza is obviously now on the Lakers, so it won't be him. But guys in that market, um, if Ricky Rubio wasn't hurt, he would probably be going to the buyout market. It's kind of that level of player. So it's not a huge pool of players by any stretch. It's not guys that will really tip the scales for you. But it, in, a, in a pinch, it can be a guy who can fill a spot for you. There's yeah. a reason these guys are on the buyout market is really the, what it comes down to. Yeah, I think that was just the biggest, like, head scratcher because obviously the Lakers are, like, right there in, like, I think the ninth or tenth spot in the West, and they're battling to get, you know, a playoff even berth right now. And if they keep losing, you know, every other game, they're not going to, you know, be in the best position. So I thought, for me, as a Laker fan, basically I was looking at, like, at least go get somebody to – that, you know, you could give up maybe two or three players to just try to fill a void that they're missing in terms of, like, just scoring or three-point shooting. So, I don't know. That was probably my biggest, like, what the fuck are we doing type thing. Um, as a I Laker. just feel like they're forcing – if they did that, they're just – they're already forcing a relationship that's toxic. And so, if they try to get somebody else, it's just not going to work. We've seen LeBron do that at trade deadlines with D-Wade, Corver, you know, back in the Cavs days when they just picked up like Isaiah Thomas, like a totally different team in the second half of the season, they were just trash. Russell Westbrook in post games is talking about, I get it, life is great. I like seeing my family and taking my kids to school. That dude is clocked out. If we're talking about life outside of basketball and you guys are getting, and you're getting booed where you're from, dude, he's clocked out, bro. I think there's something else going on in the coaching aspect or – Obviously, there's something else going on with Russell Westbrook. If it's not, if it's front office, if it's off the court, something, you're right, something is going on in that, you know, I guess triangle of things in his life that, it, you know, basketball off the court. But the front office, Frank Vogel is even coming out and just saying, he's not my guy in late games, basically, sometimes because he just doesn't find a, a use for him. That's scary if you're Russell Westbrook. And I think that's the biggest thing that we have to see from the Lakers, if they're even going to make this a, a thing, is how are we going to use Russell Westbrook? Is he going to be, maybe just bring him off the bench, make him go let him play with like Carmelo Anthony and come off a bench and have a, another biggest, like, I guess, surge that comes off the bench. You got the duo of Russell and, and Carmelo, and maybe, you know, that will work better. I don't know, but you're right in saying something is going on with Russell Westbrook. I don't know if it's good or bad, but. I mean, he's talking not. about, he's talking about like how his back's hurt. Just like little things are just going to keep adding up. Then it's going to be the reporters asking uh, Vogel, Frank Vogel, what, hey, what he said this. He said, it's a he said, she said thing. And like they, they're both on the same team. They just don't want to be together. It's very toxic locker room right now absolutely absolutely I, and i've always been a talent 
first guy at the end of the day. Basketball is a, is a condensed enough game. You just got to have your most talented guys on the floor right now. I've watched a decent amount of Lakers basketball this year. In the end of games, I would take either Malik Monk or Austin Reeves or Mello over Russell Westbrook every single time. That's how bad he's been late in games. The Charlotte game was a, an absolute anomaly. They, people were like, oh, you know, Russ is back. No, he's not. He's still bad. I would take any of these guys who know their role, who can go post up or spot up somewhere, knock down a three over Russ, Russell Westbrook. It's been that bad. Frank Vogel doesn't want him there. LeBron's trying to keep the peace. LeBron doesn't want him playing. When Russ was over there, like, talking to AD and LeBron, be like, hey, guys, I wish I was in there to help you all out. They didn't give a shit. They were like, They don't care down. about that, no. dude. <laughs> they were like, bro, you you suck. Like, it, yeah. you were it, – it, so, he's a – He's a black hole on offense. He's atrocious on defense. I've I've said Russ is washed this entire year, and it's only solidified the fact that nobody, a guy like Russell Westbrook, nobody would take him off. I feel like a lot of people are putting blame toward Russell Westbrook, as should. Come on, man. AD. AD deserves some of this blame. He's like the <laughs> softest big in the entire league. Is, is anybody oh, like man, understand man, where I'm coming from? No, Dude, you he's have been this, pretty good recently. You he's have this, good. you have this idea of AD being soft, which he is a soft. He player. is he's not so a, soft, bro. but he is he is a he is a dog that you just you you I think get it. Want, I get that. I know. I, I you want I, him to be man. like a you want him to be like a Shaq and just bully people, but he's not that type of player. He's more of a finesse big, and you see that he is a soft player, but you just want him to be something that he's not. He's still a dog. He'll still he'll put his nuts all on your head. For I sure. get, I, I like, I get that. But all right, so I'm just saying, like, does AD deserve any of the blame? Does LeBron deserve any of the blame? Like, or is it just all Westbrook? Everybody deserves blame. The entire Lakers organization deserves blame right now for what's going on. Talking about with those three guys, though, specifically. But uh, those three guys, I mean, right now it's tough to blame Russ because he's not playing. But if you look at the entire season, yeah, I'd, I'd blame Russ. For me, it would go Russ most blame AD and then LeBron. Well, I don't think you can blame LeBron for anything. That man at 37 years old is hooping. Like, like that, that, I mean, that's insanity. I, 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 I'm good on all that. I mean, you can see that they can, as of right now, they can compete. Like, they played the, the Warriors last night down to the wire. So, in those certain spots, that's kind of where I want to just kind of wait and see. A, they got to make it to the playoffs, and then we will see how good they really are and who's playing and who's not playing because at that point you can see that they can p- compete like LeBron's on the floor they can compete with anybody you know what I mean so that's where I kind of see like yeah Russell is not the best player um in that system he's not a bad player let's just stop that rolling train right now he's a good player but he's not a fit for this team right now and so yes if you're not a fit and you're shooting balls he first of all somebody should sit him down and be like that bank shot that you've been working on all off season, just take that completely out of your game. If I see you shooting a bank shot or trying to, you know, get it off the glass, stop that right now, because that is just not working and everybody's making fun of you. And that gets into your kind of mindset as a player. If you've been working on something all off season and you put it into your game and you try to do it and it doesn't work, you're like, damn, I might be falling off. Just take it out of your game. That shouldn't be a part of your game. If you're going like, to think about doing this game for like ten years, that what? bank shot? No, yeah, no, he no, just no. worked. He just worked. He he had a press conference like, and just know. said like during the the off season, he's really been trying to work on like that that short corner like bank shot, and he's it doesn't work. Stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. But, no. poor Russ, man. Poor Russ. <laughs> I, I do feel, I do feel bad for the guy. I, I really do, man. I, you know, he's talking about his kids. I get it, man. He's getting booed where he's from, man. Like, we're all still human beings at the end of the day, but basketball players should be talking about basketball. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. What about it, your uh, What about your Blazers? Right. I see you rocking the Blazers t-shirt yep. today. I'm I'm rocking my Sheed throwback little shirtsy here. I'm, I'm going to do a quick Blazers corner. I won't take up too much time because at the end of the day, none of these moves are really going to matter in the grand scheme of the NBA, at least for this season. But I'll talk about them real quick. So, Can't wait to call you out, JP. You're going to call me out. What, what, what are you going to say about the Blazers? <laughs> Come on. All right. I think I called you out last week. Simon Simon missed the game winner or something. Yeah, he, 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 uh, yeah I'm going to talk a little bit about that. So <laughs> the uh, the goals for the deadline for the Blazers, for Joe Cronin, who's our interim GM, but he's probably just going to be the actual GM it's looking like, were shed salary, bad contracts, 
collect assets and get some good role players to build around Dame Ant, and Nurk, who are going to be kind of our core three going forward. I'd say we did like one and a half of those things. So the first trade that happened, which happened while I was in the mountains, so I was getting like sporadic updates, was uh, Robert Covington and Norm Powell were traded to the Clippers for Justice Winslow, Eric Bledsoe, Keon Johnson, and a second rounder. Now, what this was doing was shedding salary because Norman Powell, while he played pretty good for us, he's on not a very good contract. And then Robert Covington, who I've talked about a few times on the pod, he's fine. He just he's not a guy who's like going to push you over the, the line here. I don't think Eric Bledsoe ever plays a game for us. I don't. Justice Winslow's already played for us. He's actually been pretty decent for us. I've been pleasantly surprised, but the dude cannot shoot, which is a, a major, major hiccup. And then Keon Johnson's just a, pros- a prospect, a project player. Shout out Tennessee, baby. Yep, he is Tennessee guy, but we'll see. And then a second rounder, I don't know, whatever. I I thought that trade, in retrospect, and I think in the grand scheme, it's not going to be as bad as some people think it is, but it was tough. I felt like we could have got more for Norm, but we did shed that salary, so got that done. And then the biggest trade that we made was CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell for Josh Hart, Thomas Sadoransky, who has already been shipped out, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who has also already been shipped out. Um, and then another guy named Didi Luzada, who I have legitimately never heard of in my life. I had no idea who that guy was. Apparently, he was a second round pick from Brazil not too long ago, who in his like two uh, year NBA career has already been suspended for a substance abuse program. So that's the kind of guys we're bringing into to Portland. Well, but, um, I was gonna, let me yeah. let me I'll ask you this. And I think mm-hmm. this is a, a question that I saw a couple a couple people ask um, in terms of like, for the CJ McCollum, is that a let me just like a total rebuild in terms of like just building strictly around uh, Damien, or is that a let me you know try to you know see if something else works in terms of maybe going after somebody in the off season um, uh, in free agency because yeah. the the two questions that came across my my uh, Twitter was. It's a complete rebuild. We got to, you know, you know, get some, we got some draft capital. Now let's try to put some pieces around in terms of younger guys, or was it a, a way to, you know, clear some room, kind of what you were saying, um, cap space to maybe go after a bigger name and see if that duo, or maybe you can get another player, uh, maybe not a superstar, but another like two players to build kind of a veteran style and see if that works. I guess I, that was the biggest thing that I was asking myself. Like, what is this actually going to do for the Blazers? And what's their vision in terms of that? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. It's something that we have to ask as fans, but also the front office has to ask themselves. Is, are these moves lateral? Are they up or are they down? And I think a lot of these moves that we made are trying to move laterally but also free up space. And I I don't think we're going into a, a full rebuild because we've actually won two games in a row. With, they call them the YMC Blazers, which is a hilarious nickname with, for the roster we're running right now. But the team we're running, like Dennis Smith Jr. has been playing really well for us. Josh Hart was balling out the other night. There's still a decent amount of talent on this team that it's not a full tank. It, it's not We're not running with the Thunder we're running last year. It, it, there's enough here in the tank to still be fine are we gonna make the playoffs no are we gonna get a lottery pick yes are we going into like full four-year tank mode process no i don't think we are i think we are looking to in this year see what the free agent market is like which is an okay free agent year it's not great maybe we'd spend one more year kind of feeling it out and then when the free agent market explodes in a couple years that's when we attack so i think it's it's not a full rebuild it's a one two-year thing and then we're gonna be back because at the end of the day if we want to do this and is still super young. He's going to be around for a long time. Damon Nurk are, 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 we're reaching the hill here. We need to like, you got to strike kind of soon. So I, that's my opinion on it, which I know isn't like a very super straight answer, but I, I do think it's the truth. All right. Because I, I think, is this also solidifying that Lillard is going to stay in Portland forever? Yeah. I, I don't think he's going means? anywhere. Yeah. It, it has to be that you don't make that sort of trade with CJ. If you haven't had a guarantee or you don't have, cause we're about to sign him to a two year extension, which is going to make, be a lot of money but it's going to keep Dame around and and at the end of the day 
maybe maybe like towards the end of his career when he's like you know just basically a spot up shooter he goes and does something else but for the foreseeable future games could be in portland which like we talked about with the kings if you have a guy who wants to play there who's really really good you gotta hold on to that guy we are not the free agent mark we're not la we're not houston we're not a place where free agents like have actually signed before we are we're portland and we gotta we gotta gotta rep that gotta love it i think my biggest thing with dame has always been like oh yeah he's out he's gonna be out Right now, as we're talking about it, it does not make sense for him to go anywhere else for the rest of his the rest of his career. You're going to go to L.A. You're going to cause more problems. You're going to join that toxic relationship, whatever they got going the fuck on with LeBron and whatever's going on up there. You can't go to a Jazz team. They're already they're already set. You can't go to like a Nuggets team. You can't go to a Suns team. Like Portland is just that spot for him. He's been there forever. Just doesn't make sense to kind of bounce around to these other West teams and just cause more stress and frustration. I'm guessing on himself. If I were Dame, I'd rather just keep fucking losing in the first round and be kind of cool with it by now at this point. Because at least he tried, and at least he's doing it by himself, you know? He's not dealing with all this drama and media anywhere else. And he can't I, – I, I just can't see him going to, like, a Suns team where they're already – they don't need him. You know, they're good. We're, we don't need Dame. So. Yeah. The, the, the contending teams, which is part of the reason, honestly, we didn't – there was no trade market for him, is contending teams already have good point guards. Like, like that, that – you right in today's NBA, you need a guy that can handle the ball like that to have a chance. He wanted to get moved. There, there really wasn't as big a market for him as I think people thought there were. Maybe Ben Simmons, but that's a super lateral move for both teams. I, I, I think it all worked out how it was supposed to. And I mean, he'll never play for us. But we got Joe Ingles on the roster, who at one point I did call the most overrated player on the Jazz, and I still believe that he was. But he, uh, he, he I mean, he's got a knee injury, he's, and he's on an expiring. We'll probably never play for us. But hey, we can say he was on the roster at one point. I thought, so I thought he's going back to the Jazz, though. Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, he could. I, I, like. You know, he's, he's on an expiring contract. If after this year he wants to go back and sign with the Jazz, there's nothing we can do about that. But that is, like, he, we're not buying him out as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, of, he's yeah. also hurt, so I don't think he's yeah. – I think he may be mentioned or somebody mentioned that it's going to – I mean, now that he's in Portland, but he wouldn't be – he could only be ready for the playoffs, really, is kind of what I heard if they – Yeah. But he's not going to do that because he's in Portland, and Portland's not going to make the playoffs. Sorry. Um, You're right. I mean, you know, that's how it goes. He – and. <laughs> I, yeah, I think he's just going to – because he doesn't really hurt us. I mean, some salary cap because like, he's injured and not playing. It doesn't, like, affect the roster or anything like that. So, we'll just hold on to him and see what happens. He'll be a fun guy to learn from, I'm sure. But, yeah, that's all I got on the Blazers. I know that was a, a long 10, 15 minutes on him. But I love my guys. Still, we'll support them until, until the day I die. So I mean, no just Blazers. shout out for, for their no names beating the Lakers. That's all I yeah. know. The YMC Blazers, baby. I love that nickname so much. And also, shout out to CJ McCollum's Player Tribune article to Portland. That, that was absolutely beautiful. Love that man to death. I will shout, out CJ. CJ. shout out, CJ. Shout out, CJ. No, I can say, Pelicans fans and CJ, I love you both. Uh, I hope you all go 0-30 because I want your first-round pick this year, and I want it to be 1-4. So, I hope you all lose every game because it's predicted it's pre- uh, protected 5-14, through 14, which is like 100% where they're going to end up. But hey, if they if they start throw the tank on Zion, go ahead and sit, brother. We don't need it. We're good. Just try again next year. Uh, we'll you know end up in that two three range. We'll take it. So I don't think that's gonna happen. But we all just kind of forget about Zion Williamson being in the NBA. I mean, how could you re- like? It, it's tough to remember. He's not playing. He doesn't. Apparently, like I hear so many reports on all these different pods and on Twitter. Some people are like, Zion Williamson is back two weeks from now after the All-Star break he's in. And then some guys are like, we may not see Zion until next year. So I I don't know. I'm just going to be happy whenever he does show back up. What a weird player, man. <laughs> you yeah. got to be on the floor for, for people to talk about, too. And what a I'm, weird player. Ben Simmons proved, actually, you don't have to be on the floor for people to talk about you. <laughs> well, Ben Simmons is yeah. more established, I would say, than Zion. Zion's played, yeah. what, like 50 games in the NBA and – most efficient scorer of all time when he's on the floor, though. What about your boy Cam Reddish going to the Knicks and Thibodeau's not playing him? He didn't even want him or something? No, they, they, that, and I don't know how they didn't move him again. I mean, I, I honestly just feel bad for Cam Reddish at this point. Tom Thibodeau is a coach who does not change the way he does things ever. It's it's yeah. it's hurt him in the past. And, I mean, Cam Reddish is a good player. And on the right team, he could be really, really good. I honestly thought the Blazers might take a run at him because he would fit really well on this Blazers team. But – he, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing to say about Cam Reddish, except I hope that man finds finds a way out of New York or that Tom Thibodeau gets the old boot. But I don't think either of those things are happening. So, y'all ready for a trivia question? That's a lot of trade deadline talk. Yeah, let's do it. Word, word. All right, I'm taking on the trivia question this week. 
I'm, I'm throwing it to Andy and Hoop. We'll see how they do. I mean, I, I I love answering the questions, but I also love giving the questions. When I did my over-under the other week, I got a little taste of it, and, you know, I'm, I'm fiended now. So I'm going to give one out here. Uh, to this week's trivia question is I'm going to list three players, and they all have the same amount of, of all-star appearances. And I want y'all to guess how many appearances that is. That makes sense? Yeah. Cool. All right. The players are Powell Gasol, Amari Stoudemire, and Jimmy Butler, including this year, because Jimmy Butler's an all-star this year. They all have the same amount of all-star appearances. How many do we think that is? I was going to say, usually you have the answer blocked out, and usually I, I get a chance to maybe see something beforehand, and I just didn't see this this time. Mm-hmm. So now I'm actually having to do some real some real uh, thoughts in my head about this. Yeah, we don't just get the answer. Yeah. So Pal Gasol, I, I'm sure they – in Memphis, he made, I think, maybe one or two. Pau Gasol went 19 years in the league, didn't he? Yeah. Or 18. Something like that. And then he uh, went, yeah. and in L.A., I'm sure he he racked them up in L.A. Yeah. And then Mario Stoudemire, I, that's that's the wild card, because I don't remember him really making all-star appearances like that. Yeah, this could be. This is a trick question right here. I feel like I feel like it's really. I feel like it's a super low number, like less than five. Jimmy all Butler. Right. Well, yeah. well, then Jimmy Butler's the one that I could see. He could have made like ten, and all. And I'm just like, Pau Gasol and Amari Stoudemire also just made ten, and we just didn't realize it. So, I yeah. I, say, I do have. I uh, so y'all can ask a question. And I'll give y'all a hint. And additionally, if y'all want, I will give you another player. So it'll make it four. So that's three lifelines y'all got. Yeah, give me the other player. Maybe that will. Another player. So another player who has the same amount is Giannis Adetokounmpo. Okay. So he's made it, I'm pretty sure, every year that he's been in the NBA. Except for his rookie year, probably. No, I think his rookie year he was was there. Maybe. P, was he there his rookie year? Giannis Adetokounmpo was not an all-star his rookie year. I do not believe you. I think he was his third year was his first time he was an All-Star. So how many years has he been in the league? Well, that, I mean, that, that was y'all's yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to just I, – I like eight. I like the number eight. I don't know. Giannis hasn't made it eight times. He's not He's not been in the league that long, I don't think. It's got to be – I think I like your I like your five – four or five range is what I'm thinking. Yeah, let's do like four maybe. I'll do five. I'll tell you, I'll do five. I think I like five because Giannis, he's been there. I mean, forever now. I think. Are you uh, are you zoomed in on JP's face? Let me see his face. <laughs> he's like, well, let's get a little context. Do y'all want your hint? You still haven't used your hint yet. Yeah, let's get the hint. One more. It hint. is, it is an even number. Yeah, so four. That's my guess. Dang, that even makes me want to do like eight, ten. Yeah. I think it might. Giannis has not been an All Star eight times. I know that for a fact. It's either four or like six. Yeah. Why don't you go six? I'll go four. Okay. I'll do six. All right. We got Andy on four, Hoop on six, Jimmy Butler, Pau Gasol, Amari Stoudemire, and Giannis Antetokounmpo with some help have all made the All Star game six times. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Six Giannis- times. It. I. It was. When I saw Giannis on there, I was like, you know, that's crazy because if you've been a recent fan, you feel like Giannis is there every year, but it's only been six years. Like he's only twenty whatever years old. Jimmy Butler six times. Amari Stoudemire, like uh, I was, I had him just up here. Amari Stoudemire made the All Star game in two thousand five, and then every year from two thousand seven to two thousand eleven. Mm. Yeah, and then Pau Gasol had an, an incredible uh, like span. He made the All Star game the first time in two thousand six, made it two thousand nine to two thousand eleven. And made it 2015 and 2016. Yeah. That's wild. Yep. So that is six times all in total. And Giannis has made it every year since 2017. Wow. That, uh, that helped. Yep. The even number, y'all were avoiding six like a minefield for a while. Y'all were saying like, I think four or five, maybe seven, eight. Y'all just would not say six. I thought I was going to get you, but had, had to help y'all out a little bit. <laughs> You were beautiful, brother. Appreciate it. Happy to do it. <laughs> Happy to do it. Well, that's the trivia question for the week. Go check it out on TikTok. 
Uh, that's a one I'm sure there will be hundreds of correct answers because it's very, very easy to figure out with a simple Google search. But that's, that's what TikTok's for. So with that going out the way, we'll get into game of the week. But it's a very special version of game of the week because this is the all-star week into the weekend. Games will end on Thursday. That's not really enough time for us to all have a good game of the week. So we're switching it up. We're going to guess every single one of the all-star events and the betting odds, which have not been released yet. I'm sure they will. But we're going to bet on these teams or this, these people. So just go ahead and trust us on that. For anybody that does not know, the three events in All-Star Weekend that are not actively games like the Rising Stars or the All-Star Game are the Skills Challenge, the Three-Point Contest, and the Dunk Contest. Now, the Skills Challenge, which we're, we're going to start with, is a little different this year. It's not individual players. It's going to be done by teams. And there's three teams. It's Team Rookie, which is going to be uh, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, and Kate Cunningham. It's going to be Team Cavs, which is Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. And then there's Team Adetokounmpo, which is going to be Giannis and Thanasis Adetokounmpo. I'm going to start us up and say, I think Team Rookies is going to win the skills challenge. Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, Cade Cunningham. Those are three dudes with three really unique skill sets that I think are going to be really good in this league for a long time. I don't really see how they lose this. The only thing I can think of is the shooting at the end. But honestly, the other <laughs> everybody else in this competition is like, I don't think there's a better shooter in here than Cade Cunningham. So I, I like team rookies a lot. I think they run away with them. Yeah, I'm. I I actually, I guess for me, I I'll take the Cavs, but I do kind of agree with you. It's the skill sets type. I don't know what those events are going to be like, but I like. I mean, Cavs are balling. So and Darius Garland is a is a monster. Um, Should have been an All Star, but that's another, um, another take for another day. But. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Cavs. I like the Cavs. Jared Allen, big boy. If they need, you know, rebounding or something in a skill challenge, I don't know what the challenges are, but yeah. And then Mobley's kind of your plug and play guy. He can do it all. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind the Cavs. I'll take the Cavs. I will. I will gladly fade the Cavs whenever I have the opportunity. So <laughs> team rookies for me. This doesn't make sense. The skills challenges. You you dribble the ball, you bounce past it into a, a hole, you hit a layup, you run on the other side of the court, and you shoot a three. I don't see I don't see Afro man or Mobley knocking down their first three. <laughs> Going with the rookies. Man. Yeah, it's well, and and also, you mean Darius Garland all star starter? Because Darius Garland is an all star. Yeah, that's what I yeah, meant. Yeah, a yeah, starter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is an all star first time all star selection, absolutely deserved. But yeah, he he definitely had an argument for starter. But all right, me and Liam riding that one. There we go. So now three point contest. Uh, the three point contest. Participants are Fred Van Vliet, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Carlin Towns, and Trey Young. Pretty loaded field, I may say. No Steph Curry this year, but it's what it is. Uh, I'm going Trey Young. I think he's a guy who can shoot the lights out. He can get a lot of shot up, shots up in a pretty quick amount of time, which is something an underrated aspect of three point contest, especially with all the new rules they put in. You got to be fast. And Trey Young is a fast player, fast shooter. I like Trey here. I think he. Uh, I think it's gonna be close though. I can. I mean, it's a one out of eight shot, really. But I like Trey. Yeah, Trey Young, man, is probably the favorite. Once the lines come out, I think if you look at the the rest of the field. But I I was mentioning this before we started the the podcast. If I could be left handed in anything, a, a left handed golf shot is probably my favorite thing to watch. Uh, if I could shoot the ball left handed, it would be. I mean, my life would be so much different. I feel like I just think it would be a lot better. So I'm going to take the lefty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Luke Kennard. Uh, he can shoot the ball. He'll probably be – he'll probably make, you know, it might be in the top half. Who knows? Uh, he might get to the finals. Um, but, yeah, I like Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard is a, is a baller. He's been balling now that Paul George and – what's the other guy's name? Uh, he hasn't played for so long. I forgot his name. Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's kind of been, he's been doing his thing. So I'll take that. I'm going to go with the uh, first time all-star. Let's run it. Who is that? We got a name? Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> I mean, dude's, dude's leading. Three-pointers made. Season leaders, yeah. I mean, he's second behind Steph Curry in 197 three-pointers this year. Then Patty, Patty's top five too. Patty's a good look. But, uh, I think go Patty's Fred. for the for the three point contest. Patty's like built for it because he gets a quick shot. Fred Van Fleet, I feel like is he kind of takes a time his second to to load his shot sometimes. But yeah, 
Yeah, and, Why and is Carl least. Anthony Towns in this? This says that. Am I reading that right? Yeah, dude, he's hooping. He, he's a great three point shooter. Oh, he's the best three point shooting big of all time. <laughs> oh, get out of here, dude. What dude, is he could that win. shit? Andy, if, that... he, if he wins, bro, oh, I'm running this clip back. If he, he wins, dude, good. I'm done with the pod, bro. This That doesn't make sense to me. He's not all winning that. Pod spot bet. If, yeah. if Carl Anthony Towns wins, Andy gives up his spot on the pod. Yeah. Uh, I, that doesn't make sense to me dude, at all. He's he's a great three point shooter. You're tripping. Carly Towns deserves it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at the stats, bro. He's nice. He's great. Yeah, I'd rather see like like Lamelo Ball or something in the three point contest, or Caruso or Lonzo or something. You know, even Lavar. I'd rather see Lavar over calling the Towns, bro. Oh. That guy is. Four of those dudes are worse three-point shooters than Carl Anthony Towns. I would, I would actually, I, I would almost say I think Carl Anthony Towns might be one or two in the odds to win this bad boy. He can shoot. Um, you guys are tripping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. And if Carl Anthony Towns wins, we're taking applications for another yeah. co-host. So look out on LinkedIn for that. Uh, the dunk contest. The participants in the dunk contest. Mm-hmm which are Obi Toppin, Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, and Juan Toscano-Anderson. Definitely not the best uh, lineup we've ever had for the dunk contest. I think we've seen the – we're never going to have, like, a Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon dunk contest again. I don't think it's just lost that luster. But I'm taking Jalen Green, uh, rookie for the Rockets. This dude might be the most impressive jumper in the NBA right now. When Watching him take off is incredible. The guy jumps and just levitates and floats, and it's so aggressive. He dunks so hard. He's been doing dunk contests his entire life. I like Jalen Green a lot, and uh, I think as a rookie, he's going to go a lot harder than some of these other guys. Yeah, so I'm going to take a guy that I've been uh, – I've said on this this podcast that I thought he was going to be the rookie of the year, um, and he just hasn't turned out to be the kind of player that I thought he was going to be, but I'm going to take Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin – if he gets, you know, some space in game times, he's he's throwing something down hard. And it's not just like a – not as – maybe as fancy, but it's a hard dunk, and he, you know, tries to tear the rim off the, the backboard every time. So I'm going to go to Obi Toppin. I think he's going to show out, get his name back into the to the media and, and hopefully maybe be better than he is right now. This lineup is fucking atrocious. I'm not watching it. <laughs> What are we doing with the NBA all like dunk contest, bro? What are we doing nowadays? People are players are, are opting out, man. They don't want to. Yeah, wanna sure. Do. I'll take Obi Toppin. He's the one that's doing the in between the legs during games. So sure. This is I, yeah, it's not trash. a good roster. I don't like Juan Toscano Anderson. I like him a lot. He's a great role player for the Warriors. I don't really understand why he's in this, unless he's got something in the bag we don't know about. Like I have never seen him in a game, and like, damn, that dude belongs. Yeah, in why? Dog why is this. why is uh, Peyton Junior not in this? Some guys just don't want to do it, man. Some first, like some guys, I don't know, just not in their bag. That just doesn't make sense, man. It's like a JV. Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at scrubs here for this. Yeah, it's it's not the best. Again, we we I don't think we'll ever see another Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon like that. I mean, there was it was the it might even be today the year anniversary or the six year anniversary of it. That's like one of the best things I've ever yeah. seen on television. That we'll never see another one of those. Throw, throw it back to I want to see Dwight Howard back out there, man. Yeah. Dwight oh, Howard should be out Dwight there. Howard. <laughs> that would be man. If throw down one two at two handed dunk and need a damn wheelchair to. Take they they need it. They need to do like a point guard dunk contest. You know, something that's just gonna embarrass these little small dudes. Like I'd rather watch that than this. I you know? think you're underestimating point guards in the NBA, Andy. Jalen Green is a point guard. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm thinking maybe like a Ron, like a Rondo or like a Dame, you know? Yeah, like uh TJ McConnell. Hey, Dame was yeah. in the dunk contest. He did pretty damn good. Was he? Was yeah, funny. a few years ago. It was when they did that weird uh they like had like a where you just lit a bunch of dunks in a row. It was, and it was like teams. It was kind of a weird format, but yeah. yeah, he was in it a while back. He it was the we he did uh he participated in every event in All Star Weekend. It was pretty cool. Oh. That's that's part you know as a Dame Stan, gotta know these things. But no, I so, respect that. All right, and now with all that, the, the biggest deal the All Star Weekend is always the All Star Game. A uh, quick review of the teams: Team KD is going to be Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Andrew Wiggins, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Andy's favorite player. Uh, Zach Levine, DeJounte Murray, Chris Milton, LaMelo, and Rudy Gobert. 
And Team LeBron is going to be LeBron, of course. Giannis, Steph, DeMar, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, Fred Van Vliet, and James Harden. Now, the reason I put James Harden last there, besides the fact that he was drafted last, is because the NBA All-Star Draft, we need it on deadline day every year. Because watching KD and LeBron try to avoid drafting James Harden was legitimately the funniest moment of NBA media I have ever seen. If anybody hasn't watched the video yet, go watch it. It is absolutely hilarious. LeBron is having to block himself out with a clipboard because he's laughing so hard. And KD, who has a very good sense of humor, if you if you don't watch if you don't follow KD on Twitter, you're missing yeah, out. You're doing man, something wrong. Yeah, that man is hilarious. But when it comes down to Rudy Gobert and James Harden, who Rudy Gobert is always the last pick in the All Star draft, and Rudy Gobert is an incredible player. He's just not really like an All Star. You don't really want him on an All Star team because he doesn't do that much crazy stuff. But watching KD in an all-star game say, yeah, man, I need some size. I need some size, which he didn't, by the way. That man has Joel Embiid on the team. And like, it doesn't need size. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take Rudy Gobert. That was drop-dead funny. Like, I, I, it was great. And uh, so I, I don't know if y'all were watching it live. I was watching it live. I was rolling. Yeah. It was, it was funny because everybody was in on it, too. Like, Ernie did a great job. Mentioned it from the jump. He was on Katie's, you know, throat, just getting any little bit about not only his, you know, activeness and when he's going to get back on the floor, but he knew that KD was low key coming in there salty as fuck um, about the trade. And really just, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty much magic. And it was, it was great that we got to witness that. Um, and see how I mean, KD was actually low key kind of pissed about. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sure he was kind of mad about the trade, um, but it was you know it was it was gold, and I, I loved watching it. I think it's going to be more entertaining. Honestly, borderline more entertaining than the All Star game. That right there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I agree. Sometimes the All Star game can get a little whack. Although we'll talk about it in a moment. How the Elam ending really helps that, but I it, it was. I mean, like we've talked about, it was hilarious. It was perfect. I mean, and also, I mean, the inside the NBA guys are are as good as it gets. Chuck, Ernie, uh, Shaq, and Kenny. But watching those guys just egg it on makes it so much better instigators. Here's a couple guys that uh, LeBron passed on before drafting James Harden just because he wanted to see if KD would draft him. Uh, He drafted Fred Van Vliet before him. He passed on guys like LaMelo, who's going to be an all-time player in the All-Star game. Zach Levine, Chris Paul, his buddy, who he, he actually took Chris Paul before him, but still could have took James Harden at that point. He didn't want any of those guys. He did not want James Harden. He wanted all those guys in front of James Harden because he was letting it play out, which is all the time funny. I loved it. It was great. But we will never see another thing like that unless they keep it on deadline day, which they absolutely should. Yeah. But if, as Andy was talking about the All-Star game in previous years, up until about two years ago, could get a little crazy because as much as we love watching points, eventually it reaches a, a, a part of the game where you're like, all right, maybe this could be a little bit better if teams are actually trying. The Elam ending, which for anybody that doesn't know, is the, the fact that the last quarter, at least part of the last quarter, isn't timed. It becomes a first two scoring method based on the scores leading into the final quarter, uh, which what that means is the way they've done in the past is going into the fourth quarter, they take the scores each team is at, and the team that the leading team, the score of the leading team, they add 24 to that. So say a team, which this wouldn't happen in the All-Star game, but just for the math, going to the fourth quarter, the leading team had 100 points. That means the teams from there are racing to 124 points. So if the, obviously the losing team has 75 points, they have to score essentially 50 points before the, the leading team scores 24. In the All-Star game, it's usually a little bit tighter than that. But what makes this interesting is that Every, every game has a game winner because you were reaching to a point. It's like playing 21. Every, you have to reach 21 to win. You can't time it out. So there really ever isn't garbage time, which is also great for the All-Star game because team, these guys are going to be trying and they want to win. It's competitive. Um, I love the Elam ending. I don't know if you all have any opinions on it at all, but it is something that I am really passionate about and I think c- could be interesting to be to see this put in. The basketball tournament, pretty big, which is like a, yeah, a I was off-season doing, tournament, they use it. And then I, I would love to see this implemented like summer league and in, in like the G League, like test it out. Yeah. I was going to say, I watch the TBT tournament every year and they use it and it's it makes it exciting. You watch a game and you know, you know, it doesn't really matter really too much of like 
how big the lead is, you always have a chance. And I obviously that makes watching it fun unless it's a real blowout. But yeah, yeah. I think it's it's it'll be exciting at least. Yeah, I I went to go see it first year they did it in Chicago. It was sick. Buddy worked at ESPN and got us like hundred uh, seats in the hundreds in Chicago. So it was crazy watching that. I think it was the game. The game ended on a free throw though, which is very controversial. I don't know if y'all remember that. AD hit a free throw at the end. Yeah, I feel like you can't win on a free throw. That's that was lame. You know, whatever. Yeah, two I shots. I, I forgot you went to that. I got so I got you. I got a cup or two that you. Yeah, yeah. So I think I had the all star tickets, Major. But yeah, I was yeah. sick. I mean, yeah, it was definitely. It was definitely. They were playing hard the last five points until that <laughs> one forty five. Giannis on LeBron. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't score the ball either. It took them like ten possessions back and forth. So it was crazy to watch. But change the free throw rule, and I'm good with it. Yeah, I think the, the best way to do that is make it a free throw to win. You can't do that, but it knocks a point off the other team, I think is the best way to do that, which I don't – I mean, oh, that, that only probably works in the All-Star game. In actual, like, games, you probably just have the free throw win because taking points away from a team in an actual game seems insane. But in the All-Star yeah. game, who cares? Like, like let, just let – yeah, take a point away. I want – like, honestly, in the All-Star game, if they want to put, like, four-point circles out there – if they wanted like a double point quarter, I'm with it all. I don't take the All Star game that seriously. I want them to try as many insane things as possible. Yeah, it was sick. Except every all the celebrities were sitting courtside and everyone was standing up. Except Offset was off a of perk sleeping. He didn't know what was going on, bro. He was the only one that's sleeping. That. What are you <laughs> doing, dude? What are you doing? Hey, that was hey, fun to go to. He's on brand. Yeah, that, I, I do want to go to the All Star game eventually sometimes. So I am jealous, Andy. I didn't know that until right now. That's sweet. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, and anybody else got anything on the All Star game? We still bet in the over. We bet in the over in the All Star game still. Yeah, I think you got to. I think yeah. you, there's no no choice. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think to. I'm gonna bet on any. I, I only like betting on Saturday nights. I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> you're not when, gonna, I lose, you're not gonna, when I you're lose not all the, the money, I don't have any money, dude. I don't have any money. <laughs> I don't got any money, dog? I'm like hey, no maxing money. out my credit card right now, so. Try to holler at you guys when I get a job here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we're almost out of time. Before we go, I just want to shout out LeBron James past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most career points in NBA history last night, regular and postseason. The reason it's not like a huge deal like the Steph Curry three-pointer yet is because the big record is only in regular season points. I don't know why. That's how the record books do it, but that's how it is, which he will break within the year. Uh, but it's pretty damn cool. It's pretty cool that we get to live in a moment where we see a record like that broken. So I, I just, it, that's all I had to say about that. And uh, congrats to LeBron. When you break the next one, it's going to be a even bigger deal. Yeah, that was, uh, I wish they almost like stopped it, the game and kind of like, cause like when I scored my thousand point in high school, it was like, we stopped the game, you know, did a little mini ceremony and, you know, saw my name get put up. Um, in the gym and I wish it was like you could have done that for LeBron because obviously this is a lot bigger of a milestone than scoring a thousand points in high school but I wish there was something a little bit more but yeah it's the the GOAT talk is going to be running through forever because of all these records that he's going to have but yeah I mean once once he what's what did Jack say once he breaks everyone's records like he will he will become the GOAT How'd you score your thousand point, Liam? Uh, he, he probably shot a three and then hit some stupid Superman like y'all used to do. Yeah, he would, would Superman, bro. He would hit a three and then look at the other coach and do, do this. That's tight. That's tight. <laughs> hey, let him know. So, it was kind of hard though. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I knew like I was I was actually kind of like friends with the coaches that uh, I would always play like in our conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was there for so I mean, four years playing since freshman year. I like learned to like know the guys kind of personal level. So I would always just like shit talk to them. But yeah, I don't know how I scored it. Maybe it was probably a three, maybe a free throw. I don't know. But yeah, that doesn't help us out. That doesn't help anybody out. I I don't don't remember your thousand point. I don't know what it was. No, I, I just. Right, we man. were losing. I know we. I know we lost. I know we right, lost. We, we get it, dude. We get it. Yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. Sorry Warrior for asking. Dog. Yeah, my bad. Didn't Sorry mean to bring up those, those horrible yeah. memories. My bad. 
Dang, dude. I remember when I was just trying to make it on a varsity team, man. Good, good for you, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, with that, I will uh, stay you guys out of Oh, here. now he wants to leave? He wants to leave now? He's going to go back and watch the damn game film. Yeah, like, I got to. I got to go back I scored and see my 1,000 point with a crossover, right to left crossover, step yeah. back on the wing, knocked it down. He fell down, and I went to the coach. Superman, they stopped the game. I yeah. was on the news. It was crazy. That's actually how it happened. Just trying I'll, to dip I will, out, man. I will, I will, man. I'll, for next week, I will go and watch the game and see how I scored my 1,000 point. And I, will, I will let you guys know. Uh, that will be the entire episode just that game <laughs> just yeah, breaking that, down that game dude, yeah. that would actually be a hilarious bonus content if we went back and watched some of hoops game film yeah i'd be all about that what do you yeah. do you have that somewhere i have i have most of like junior and senior year games i don't know about anything before that um, yeah definitely pull those out the archives asap <laughs> i'm yeah. doing a b-ball breakdown the x's and o's i want it all i'll, I'll bring my uh my sixth grade highlight reel all right um with that guys uh go check us out on social media at man man podcast on all uh social platforms but we will catch you guys next week so namaste to you guys so namaste namaste gents rams 27 bagels 24 namaste hungover let's get out of here Straight hustling